Good day, good day to you all, and it's your brother, Brother D, with another Brother D's official podcast, where we do things here, spiritual and inspirational. And so for the last couple of sessions, we have been talking about how to break free from the spirit of unforgiveness. Well, today we're ending this session with talking about how to embrace the spirit of forgiveness. As you all know that you have to learn and teach yourself by allowing Holy Spirit to teach you. Because we can't do anything by ourselves, but we have to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to forgive. And especially being a generational changer, you have to learn how to forgive. You have to have a forgiving heart and a repentance heart. And I, you know, really, this is my story um, throughout the week. Um... I, you know, really found out what it really means to have a repentance heart. And I found that out. And, you know, when you have recognized or come to an understanding to where either you're wrong for how you're treating yourself, how you're condemning yourself, or you're wrong for continuing to hold on to what a person did to you, because it's hindering you from really going to purpose, you will have a moment to yourself where you will, you know, really just isolate yourself from people and, you know, focus on you. And in this season, I believe for many of you all, especially myself, God is trying to get us to, you know, focus on ourselves so that we can be ready at that appointed time for those that he's getting ready for us to minister to. I know a lot of us is looking for love, and some of us are looking for love in the wrong places. But in this season, we have to understand that nobody, nor our mamas, nor our daddies, nor our um, family, either spiritual family or relatives or siblings, can love us the way God loves us. You know, I know some of us have that favorite auntie or that favorite, you know, cousin. But they can't even love us the way God can love us. God's love is great. And we have to understand that. And so, I want to just talk about embracing forgiveness. Um, So, yeah. So, we're going to go to the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 38. And it basically says, and Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the spirit of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, excuse me. You will receive that. Amen and amen. And then I also want to read uh, Matthews 18, 1 and 32, even though we're not coming from this, but just want to read it. Um, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this Child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. 
But we're going to basically come from Acts, of course, 2 and 38. And that verse basically is telling us, you know, that when we basically personally sin against God, that, you know, it's important for us to repent, be baptized, and God will forgive us of our sins. He will wash us clean. You know, I make it a daily habit to repent because our minds are wicked. Everything that we do is wicked. You know, we, we, we think that we're going to get to heaven by the good that we do. Even those don't even amount to anything, really. And so, we have to understand that God is calling us as generational changers to have not just hearts of repentance, but also to learn how to forgive those that did us wrong. And even forgive ourselves, because sometimes we beat ourselves up. For what we have done, for what we have caused, for what we have said. And we have to learn how to forgive ourselves. But that scripture was basically telling us to repent and also be baptized. It encouraged us to be baptized so that the spirit of the Holy Ghost can be in us and moving in us and instructing us and guiding us throughout life. Amen. And that's basically what that scripture is basically telling us. So, I want to go through seven steps to true forgiveness. And if this is, and these are basically what I'm, when this says seven steps to um, true forgiveness, it's basically you say that you have learned how to break free from the spirit of unforgiveness. But now you're walking in the spirit of forgiveness. These are just some things that will show in your walk. If you're really walking out this walk of forgiveness. Okay? So the first one is acknowledge. And these are just a, these are just some. There's a lot, but we're just going to go through some of them today. Um, acknowledge. Acknowledge the hurt. Who hurt you and why did they do it? What is the context of the situation and how long ago did this happen? So acknowledge. A lot of us, we don't want to look back at it. We actually want to forget about it. If, you know, if if somebody brings it up that tells you that you should share it or talk about it, sometimes you don't want to. And sometimes... We as people, we think that's okay. When really, it's not okay. And at the end of the day, whether you tell us or not, you know, me per se, if a person is experiencing that, I'd rather you tell God everything. Because God can change it. Not really us. We're going to point you towards God anyways. We're going to give you advice, but we're going to still point you towards God. Because only God can turn that situation around. Only God can heal that situation and do what he needs to do. But it's okay To open up to someone you trust, someone you know that won't go back and tell or spill spill everything that won't gossip about you. It's okay to 
to, to, to open your mouth and, 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 and say how you feel about a situation. To speak on it. And then, like I said in the other podcast on unforgiveness, I'm going to say it in this one, on forgiveness. That's not for them, that's for you. Like my leader said, my pastor said in my church, it's not for them, it's for you. And then another thing we have to understand is that when we ask someone to forgive us, or we forgive them, God has forgiven us. But if they reject it, then that's on them. You did your part. Sometimes when we come to people and we, you know, forgive them for what they've done to us, or, you know, we apologize, or we say, well, I forgive you anyways for, you know, what you did to me, they get aggressive and they get mad. And me, normally, I don't, I don't go back and forth with them. I just go do what God has told me to do. And if they want to, you know, be extra about it, I just say, I ain't got time for that. You know, I'm saying in my head, I only came to do what the Holy Spirit says, what God said, what Jesus said, and I'm going about my day. You have a good day. Because you did your part. You did what God told you to do. You did what God instructed you to do. Amen? So acknowledge the hurt. Acknowledge the pain. Enemy says, shut your mouth. Don't talk about it because it ain't going to do no good. Open your mouth and talk about it. Because you'll get healed that way. You'll get delivered that way. The second one. Consider Consider how the hurt and the pain can affect you. The word consider is a key here because it involves thinking before making a decision. Before you decide on whether or not you will forgive this person, consider the negative feelings you inquired since the incident. So consider. Think about it. I mean, I would say forgive because God looks at that majorly because, you know, unforgiveness is is, is a big sin also. So I would say forgive, forgive and 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 I would say forget, to be honest with you. I really would. How has the pain changed you? How determinal was the person mistake to your life or someone else. So how did it affect you? Or how did it affect the other person? The second one. Well, not the second one, but the third one. Excuse me. Accept. Accept that you cannot change the past. No matter how much you wish the pain could be reserved. It's time to admit to yourself that your anger towards the person won't redeem what they have done. It is during this step that you must thoughtfully consider whether or not you want to forgive. Again, like I said, I would forgive. I mean, yes, except that how the person has treated you wrong, just accept it. They treated me wrong. It is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and dwell on it. I'm not going to sit here and let it disturb my day. I'm not going to sit here and let it mess me up. Because I have purpose. I forgive you. Even if you don't repent to me or you don't ask for an apology. 
or apologize to me. I forgive you. And I release you. Because I'm not about to let what you do or what anybody else do mess me up. Because I have been put on this planet for a purpose and for a reason. God placed me on this planet for a purpose and for a reason. We have to understand that we as children of God, we have to understand that God has put us on this planet for a reason. We're different. We're, we're, we live in the world, but we're not of this world. We, we are different. We walk different. We talk different. The peace that God gives us is not the peace that the world gives. We don't want to receive the peace that the world gives. We only want the peace that God gives. Because God's peace is real. His peace is genuine. His peace is what we need. Same thing with his happiness, with his joy. A lot of people walk around this world upset and mad and angry because majority of the time they're walking around with unforgiveness in their heart. They don't want to let it go. They don't want to release the person. They want to be mad forever. And what they do is they take that anger off on other people that didn't even, didn't, don't even deserve it. They have trust issues. They don't trust anybody. They think everybody's alive. They think the whole world and everybody is against them. I had a friend. That was like that. That actually really wasn't a friend. That person thought that the whole world was against him. And he was mad and he hated everybody. Because he was walking around with unforgiveness in his heart. Because of what possibly his mama, his daddy, his, his siblings did, his cousins did, his aunties and uncles did. He did that. You can't do that. It's unhealthy for your soul and your spirit. And then we can't call ourselves children of God if we're walking around that way. God didn't leave anxiety in the world. God didn't leave depression in the world. He left peace in the world. And we have to understand it and know that. So we have to walk in forgiveness. We have to understand that, hey, if they don't, you know, repent to me or if they don't, we're not even really repent, but if they don't, apologize to me. I'm just going to accept the fact. I'm going to forgive them anyways, and I'm going to move on about my day and release them because I have purpose. I can't let one goat or one immature person stop me from purpose. And I would also say pray for them. Pray for them. Lift them up. Ask God to change their heart. Ask God to fix them. Because we're supposed to pray for our enemies, not say, I wish death upon you. No, we're supposed to pray for our enemies. We're supposed to lift them up. And correction on the word goat, I did not mean to use that word, so please forgive me for that. Determine is the fourth point. And all of these steps are coming from ThriveWorks um, page. Determine. Whether or not you will forgive. This is when the forgiveness process will either begin or end. This decision should not be made lightly. As it will determine the future of your relationship with this person. Now, this one right here, I have a good much to say about this one. Some people you can't, after you have you know, forgiving them and they have, you know, apologized to you. That's if they do it, if they're not in their egos or anything. 
Some people you can't go back to being friends with. Some people you just have to leave them in a season and just go on about your time. Because we have to understand that majority of us, we walk alone. And as sons of God, as daughters of God, we're going to walk alone. Because, you know, you have to have a balance in your life. Sometimes you have to have people that's walking the same walk you walk in your life. And sometimes it's hard to find. Because even in the body of Christ, you have some messed up, screwed up people that do you wrong. And it's unfortunate that it's like that, but it's just like that. But some relationships you can't go back to. And I can testify to that because there were some relationships where I had to let go. It was hard to let go of them, but I had to let go. Because I had to understand and know that those relationships were hindering me. From going forth in my purpose. Hindering me from getting to where God wanted me to go. And it was hindering me from getting to that intimate place in God. I had let those friendships go. You know, forgive them for what they did to me. And if they decided they didn't want to forgive me or or accept it, then that's on them. I did my part. God has forgiven me. And I had to let them go. That's why I really don't have friends. And to be honest with you, that's fine with me. Because God is the greatest friend that you can ever have in the world. Because he will be there for you. He will always support you. He will be your biggest advocate. He's the bestest friend that you could ever have. And we are friends of God. We are. There's a song that says that, that I'm a friend of God. He calls me friend. And then the fifth step is repair. Repair the relationship with the person who wronged you. Before any an act of forgiveness or reconciliation, rebuild the connection you used to have with this person. And basically repair. If you choose, if you know that they're good people and you know that they just acted out of flesh and they know they didn't and you know they didn't mean it, and this is not the norm, repair. It's okay to go to go back to some friendship that you know that is good and healthy for you. But then, like I said, some friendships you can't go back to because that person is not ready to be a friend. So, yeah. But even at that time, you have to take it slow. You have to build that trust back. After you have forgiven them and you're moving on, you have to build that trust back. Because trust can be broken easily and it's hard to get back, but it can be rebuilt. In most cases, you will be the instigator, instigator, excuse me, of this repairing. If you have thoughtful engage in the previous four steps, then there is a higher chance of success. Note that you are repairing the relationship, not restoring it. It will likely take more time for a relationship to return to normal. Whatever you may look like look to you. Acts of repairing can include kind words, simple gestures, or even gifts. And that's what I was basically telling you before I got to that. And again, please forgive me for the reading of mispronouncing words.
please don't let that stop you from continuing on in this in this um, lesson. Also, learn step six. Learn what forgiveness means to you. Up until now, you probably thought that forgiveness is more for their benefit, not yours. But once the relationship is on the path of restoration and you've given yourself time to accept the reality of the past, it's clear that forgiveness is a way in it in is a way for you to find closure. Closure that means something. So when you are going through that process, like it was saying, it's a learning process. It's a learning process. It's a learning process. And it is. Point step seven, forgiveness. Forgiveness or forgive. Forgive the person who wronged you. In some cases, this will be silent. You may be complimented to compelled to verbally forgive the person. Even if you do not expect a kind response. But if you have followed through on the previous steps, then their reaction won't really matter. What will matter is that you have found a way to let go and move on. So yeah, learning how to forgive is a big thing. And like I was sharing in the old, well not really old, but in the other podcast, you're going to deal with the spirit of rebellion. Your spirit of rebellion ain't going to want you to forgive and ain't going to want you to accept the person's apology. Because of what they may say that may stir the, ru- stir, stir, stir the waters in the wrong way and have you on 10. But we have to learn as people to be the bigger and better person. Not allowing people to mess up our day or our joy. Knowing that I have did my part. And now the rest is on you. So I pray that you all receive this. Um, Like I said, once again, please forgive me for the mispronunciation of words. I'm still learning how to do that and I will get better. But I pray that you do not let that stop you from listening to this. Um, Because it's important to to learn that as a generational changer, you have to... Learn how to not only have a repentance heart, but how to forgive. Forgive those that did you wrong. Forgive those that criticized you, condemned you, judged you. And most importantly, those that took advantage of you at a young age. And another one, the big one. Forgiving yourself. Like I said in the other one's podcast, one thing that sons and daughters of God tend to continue to do is condemn themselves. Not knowing how to forgive. You know, 
God is not condemning us because God is not a God that condemns us. And Jesus don't condemn us. We're condemning ourselves. While the enemy is laughing. It don't even have to do much. Because after you done messed up. After you done sinned against God. We condemn ourselves. We feel bad about it. But the thing is. Guess what? God already knows what you're going to do. You have to understand that. The Bible says that God knows our every thought. He knows what we're going to think before we think. He knows what our, what our next move is going to be. He knows what I'm going to say before I say it. God already knows what we're going to do. And we're sinful by nature. That's why it's important for us as people of God to throw the old us away and begin to walk in the new us. And that's where baptism comes in play. That's where receiving the the, 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 the refilling of the Holy Spirit comes to place. Because once we get baptized and we receive God as our Lord and Savior and we receive the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us what? That once you get baptized, you will receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Power will come upon, power will come upon you. Just paraphrasing what that scripture says. That means that your life don't belong to you. At, in the beginning, it belonged to you and it belonged to the enemy, really. You was far from God. But after you got baptized, you repented. And you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon you. Your life went from being wicked to becoming holy. Becoming righteous. Lifestyle. Now you're closer to God. And now you have to continue to walk on this road. Will it be easy? No, it won't. But it's worth it. Because of the reward. Because of God's promise. That's why it's important that we say we have the Holy Spirit. We allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. Not just in how we should pray. Not in how we should worship or praise. But in our daily lives, period. It's important that we do this. So that we can obey God. And reverence God. So I just pray that you guys really, really, really enjoyed this. Like I did at first. I wasn't sure about it, but I just continue to flow with it. So um, I'm going to pronounce a blessing over this um, last teaching on forgiveness and unforgiveness. Father God, thank you. I give you the glory and I give you the praise today for what you are doing, Lord God. Lord God, teach us how to forgive. Teach us how to love. Lord God, teach us, Lord God, how to repent and not pridefully repent, but true repentance, Lord God. Lord God, some of us are hurting even now because of our fathers and our mothers not being in our life. How the way our families treated us. We're dealing with church hurt, but Lord God... Allow us, Lord God, to go back to those places and fill those voids, Lord God. And allow you to help us fill those voids. Allow us to know how, teach us how to repent. Teach us how to forgive. Because, God, we don't know how to do it. We got to have the Spirit of the Lord to show us how to do it. So, Lord God, teach us, Lord God, because we can't do anything without you, Father. So, Father, I give you the glory 
And I give you the praise for what you're doing today, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for speaking. I thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to have an ear to hear what you are saying, Lord God. And Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that we would not only just be hearers, but we would become doers of your word. So Lord, I give you the glory. Lord, I give you the praise and I bless your holy name, Lord God, that we will declare that this will be our victory season, that we will forsake the spirit of unforgiveness and we will embrace the spirit of forgiveness, Lord God, and embrace repentance, Lord God. That we will come before you boldly, Lord God, and allow you to teach us how to do these things. So, God, you encourage us to come before you boldly, Lord God, and ask you anything, Lord God. So, Father, we thank you. Father God, we praise you. And, Lord, we bless you for what you will and for what you are doing in our lives. For it, for it is marvelous in our eyes. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen amen. Um, God bless you all. I thank you all for listening and joining and hearing. Um, please share this with someone so they can hear this. Because someone may be walking in unforgiveness and they're wondering why things are not happening great in their lives. Or they're wondering why they're stuck in a season. And they need to hear these, these, these things. Amen. So I just pray that you guys receive this um, with love and conviction and not with condemnation. And you guys have a... Awesome week, blessed week, and Jesus loves you, and he wants the best for you. And so the young people out there, you are generational changers, and you can only find love in God, true love, agape love. The world does not give you what God can give you. The world's love is sexual immorality, and that is unholy, unrighteous, sinful love. But God can only give you genuine, pure, and great love. Always know that. And God loves you no matter where you are and who you are and where you're at in your walk with Christ. He loves you. He will never change his mind about you. And that's the best thing about him. And also, I just want to say happy Memorial Day to all of you. Amen. God bless you all. And remember, you are a generational changer.